Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! Cammie Gilner believes that women's voices matter. She is a connector, a storyteller, and a business coach for women on a mission to help one million women step into their passion and purpose. I loved my conversation with Cammie. We talked about voice, vision, visibility, some wonderful mindset tools and tips, and what it takes to incorporate spirituality into your business for more ease and flow. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did creating it for you. Cammie, thank you so much for joining us here on Women Developing Brilliance. I know we're going to have such a fun conversation. We have a lot of similarities and I can't wait to dive in with you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. As like we were chatting about how we serve our people, I, I know we're totally aligned. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And speaking of service, I know that you're on a mission to help a million women kind of use their voice and step into their passion. Talk to me a little bit about that. That is a lofty goal. Well, it's a lofty goal, but it's, you know what, it's actually what got me to stretch even bigger, right? I mean, I think that we can talk about that, but it's like, once you start setting a lofty goal for yourself and thinking about how you really want to make an impact on people, that's the thing that, that gets you doing things that might be uncomfortable and doing them anyway, because oh. there's this goal behind it, right? It's like, okay, that gets you going on bigger stages. It gets you doing much you know, bigger things to share your voice. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I'm wondering like how many years or how many iterations did it take you before you got to that level of you know, big goal. Like I know it takes a lot of micro moves to get there. So for listeners that are like, whoa, you know, I can't do a Facebook live yet. How am I going to reach a million people? What do you say to those listeners? Well, what I would say is, is take it, you know, one step at a time, you know, as, as you start to step into it, it's like, you know, really start expanding that stepping into those places that really feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and stretch with that feel that uncomfortable. And that every time you step into the next uncomfortable, you get good at, you know, you get better at stepping into the uncomfortable and, you know, being able to really expand yourself in bigger ways that way. Absolutely. And what advice do you have, Cami, for people that have a, a tendency to stay stuck in their head? Well, and, and it's so normal, right? And first of all, I just want to say when you are, you know, starting to build a business, and there's things that, that can go on in our minds all the time, right? It's like we can have these little voices show up. We can have the fear show up. We can have all these different pieces show up that can freeze us, keeps us yeah. from stepping forward, right? So learning to really start to acknowledge when that shows up, you know, some, sometimes we don't even know. We can't even put the word to it, the term to it. So if we can learn to start naming those those moments, those feelings, those emotions, and even the noisiness that goes on in our head, right? I love to tell my clients to to name that small voice that plays at the back of their their mind all the time. Name that voice and and give give her a name. And I'll tell you, mine was Cruella when I started. Right, <laughs> I love so it. it's like who's this little voice back here that keeps t- keeps telling me to play smaller. 
and name that voice. And then, then you can start to acknowledge it sooner. And that's what helps you be able to shift that. I love that. It feels like it can damper down some of the fear and acknowledge it instead of also to like giving it one specific name, because I hear a lot of people talk about it as the inner gremlins. And that Mm -hmm. feels like an army against you. And I think when you can actually name it, it's like, oh, you know, they can feel like you have equal power. I don't know when you were talking about that. It's like, oh yeah, I got this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and you can actually tell, you know, it's like, well, thanks for that. I I understand you're worried about me, but you know, I'm going to choose different today and I've got this. So it's, you know, it's, it's a conversation that you start to shift off of that noisiness. And as soon as you start to name it, as soon as you start to say, okay, I recognize what's happening, then you can really start to move beyond that. It's, it opens, it's expansive when, once you start to do that. It is. And it puts you back in the seat of power. I think Mm -hmm. it takes away some of that big cloud that can hang over your head. And I like the fact where you're talking about making it a conversation because so much of that inner voice is just trying to protect us and keep us safe. And when you can acknowledge her and say, thank you, I see you, Mm -hmm. I hear you, and I got this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I love that you're a horse uh, fan. My 10-year-old niece uh, has just taken to horseback riding and it's the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> and, um, I would love for you to share your magical epiphany of how your moment with that horse or horses, I'm not sure, I'd love to hear more details, brought you to your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. So that was as many years ago. I was in the, well, I was in the corporate world as a VP of marketing for gosh, almost 20 years. And as I got, I got laid off and I was trying to figure out what my, what's next was. I actually really thought I was going to go back into the corporate world because that's always what I had done. And I had spent a lot of time, in fact, about 17 months trying to figure out where I was going to go. What was I going to do? And I, I was on the phone with my coach one day and I was really in a horrible place. I was in a place mm-hmm. where I had tears. I was like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life right now. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And she suggested to me that day that I go out and breathe in my horse's breath. And I've been a horse person my whole time. And I was like, Hmm, that's really interesting. That's a really interesting thought. But I took her advice. I went out and I had my one particular mare, Sugary was at the gate and she was there and she was like, I'm the one. So I started to, <laughs> to, to breathe into her, her nose. And it was a really cold, snowy day here in Colorado. And we had this beautiful frosting going on. And then I kind of leaned my back up against her back. And suddenly it came to me, it was like this big epiphany that I was not supposed to go back into the corporate world, that I was supposed to be doing something different, that I was supposed to to move down this pathway. So it was really the horses that I had just met somebody at that time that was doing equine guided coaching. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I ever heard of. And that was what led me down the pathway to one landing in Northern California a month later to do my own certification in equine guided education. Oh, really? Um, Right. But then, you know, it really who I serve today is, is I work with entrepreneurs and, and the horses can really help entrepreneurs get a hold of those fears, those self doubts, those, and help them step into a much bigger space because there's so much power. And, you know, just like I experienced that day with, with my mare, mm. if there's so much power when women stand in their inner truth. And I think that's what the horses really help us do is get to our inner truth. I love and, that find ways to be more courageous and step into bigger spaces. 
Yeah, that is such a cool story. And I was able, you know, a couple months ago now with uh, with COVID, you know, I was able before the pause, watch one of her horseback riding lessons and, you know, to see her confidence and to yeah. see her step into her little ladyhood, you know, like it was so beautiful and that confidence and just the, she was so self-directed. Like she just in, in a few couple lessons, she was like, knew what brush, knew the names, knew how to get it all set up and put the saddle on. And I don't know, it was just really cool. It was a very cool moment. And I think there's so much power to equine therapy and you see mm-hmm. that across the board and it's absolutely really a magical thing. I love yeah. it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. And what does it mean to you to live out loud, both in your own personal life mm-hmm. and helping your clients do the same? Yeah, I love that phrase. And it's interesting. And it came from me, right? I mean, so I'm glad that you asked what does it mean for me personally, because when I was in the corporate world, I did a lot of speaker training where I was teaching others to get onto stages and how to, you know, how to really share their voice. I was doing that in the Mm -hmm. corporate world to begin with, right? But I was always behind the scenes. And as I started my own business, I even you know, it was, I was playing small early, early on. In fact, my, um, I was, I was terrified of getting on the stage. Mm-hmm. And when I had a coach say to me at one point, she's like, you know, you're going to grow your business fastest by speaking. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Choice B, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I just kept playing small. And so, you know, going back to that 1 million women mark, that was actually got me out of my head. Of, okay, if you're going to hit a million women, you're not going to do it by not getting out and speaking on bigger spaces, right? Yeah. And so that was my pivotal thing that really got me okay, saying, okay, I'm going to get comfortable with this, right? So I really needed to learn how to find my own voice and really start to, you know, stand in it and, and be expressive in it and love being in it, which I love stages today, right? I totally love stages today, but I had to get out of my own way. And so when I talk about, you know, really living or, you know, stepping into our voices and, and, and living out loud, it means finding that truth that we're meant to be delivering in the world, that message, that one message that you want to be known for, and then owning it and stepping out into it and really just going out and putting your voice out in the world so you can make the impact that you want to make. And I think for me, that was a big part of it. As I had to get out of my own way, it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with the impact that I wanted to make and how these other people in in a room would move and how it would inspire them. And that was the piece for me that changed everything. Once I had that clarity around, this isn't about me, it's about them. I was able to really step out and live out loud, you know, live out loud in my own voice. And that's what I help my clients do is, is find their message, find their voice and stretch into spaces that they've not stretched into before so, so that they can grow and so they can be, make a bigger impact. And I thank you. And I think that, you know, a really excellent mentor is someone who has walked that path and they've, you know, been able to acknowledge the obstacle and find ways to move around it so they can help their clients navigate in that same way. And Mm -hmm. so I really love the fact that you shared that it wasn't always easy to jump on stages. And you've mentioned having a coach at two different times now, both in your corporate world, and then you just mentioned it again. And I think that it's not a sign of weakness when you have to reach out for support. That's right. So true. My coaches side of strength. And they've been different coaches for I mean, and I've had different types of coaches, right? I mean, I've had business coaches, I've had speaker training coaches, I've had, you know, my corporate coach. I mean, so it's like I've had all the different types of coaches, but I can tell you that they have helped me one 
grow much more quickly. Right. I mean, it's like, I think that's a big part of that is, is that, you know, yeah, we'll probably eventually figure it out on our own. Yeah. It's going to be the longer. <laughs> it's going to be the longer route. And from an investment perspective, I have always found that investment helps me leapfrog my growth much more so than, you know, trying to struggle and figure it out by myself. Absolutely. When you have skin in the game and you have, there's like a positive resistance then, mm-hmm. you know, and you're ready to show up, someone's holding sacred space for you. And also right. there's an accountability, I mean, which is priceless. Right. So yeah, big fan of that. And, you know, it's an inspiration. I love the fact that when we can see one person do it, that you have that courage and bravery and kind of like positive affirmation that I can do it too. Mm -hmm. I know you're a big fan of mindset as am I, and I would Mm -hmm. love it if you could share a tip for someone that is maybe newer in the journey to activate their voice and visibility. What would be one tool for them in the mindset realm where they could start shifting and they could start really focusing on that bigger why, on really tapping into the service element and any other advice you can speak to in regard to that? Certainly. And it's really, I am like, like you, I, I have a big passion because I think that's a piece that can really help us move is, is, is addressing mindset. I mean, we can have the right brand, the right, you know, messaging, all of that can be in place. We can have the right packaging, the right pricing. We can be going out and, and being visible. We can have all of that in place. And if we're not taking care of our mindset, and I, and I think there's a, a couple components to this that I will even expand upon. I think awesome. mindset's a compose, component of it. If we're not taking care of how we resonate in the world, so the energy that we show up in, right, this energy of who we are, which the mindset is a component of that, that's where I mean, we can have all those other pieces in place and our business won't grow without taking care of how we resonate. And I call it the R factor. So the oh, R cool. factor, yeah. So the R factor really ties to, first of all, our mindset, right? It's the, what goes on here. It's, it's, it's the, the noisiness that we were talking about. And so how do we really approach our, our mind? We take care of our mindset, right? We, we meditate, we do things for, you know, that, that help our mind slow down and we start to learn to name the things that are, you know, the emotions and the feelings that, that we're feeling. So that's the first place in mindset that, that we can really tune into. The second part of, of our factor really ties to our bodies. It's like the, the energy we have in our bodies are, you know, the, do we get a knot up here on our neck or are we, do we have a, a funny feeling in our stomach? It's starting to notice these things in our body because there's so many clues and how we're holding emotions, how we're playing small, or are we being expansive, right? Are we in an expansive energy? Are we being in a small energy? Or are we being in an expansive energy? Mm-hmm. So that's the body side of it. The third part to our factor is the spiritual side. That are we on purpose? Are we stepping into the purpose that we're meant to be doing? You know, we were all born with a unique set of gifts and talents, and and are we really? shining in our full light. So it really ties to the spiritual bend of, of what's our purpose and why we're here on this earth. And are we, are we in alignment with that? And then the fourth part of our factor is our community and really building mm-hmm. a community that is aligned to who you are, you know, that's in a positive, you don't want to be in a community that's pulling you down. That's, that's, you know, you want to be in a community again, that's expansive. So it's all of this. Our factor is about being expansive in your energy 
Mm, and, I love it. You're speaking my language. <laughs> yes, I knew it, right? I knew it because you and I were so aligned in this, right? And it's like, as soon as we open up into that much more expansive energy, we get into a flow, we get into a receiving mode and we're not in a push drive mode. And that's what you see so much of what's taught in the world of business is this push drive versus really being in, you know, our an alignment with who we are and how we're showing up and, and our purpose. And it all, you know, it comes with those four components of our factor. And those are the parts that can make such a huge difference in our business. Oh, absolutely. I love that. The integrated holistic approach is beautiful, it's powerful, and it can work. And I think that because there is this global paradigm or there has been a global paradigm of push, go harder, faster, bigger, stronger, that we are kind of still laced. You have to do a lot of rewiring to realize that you can have ease and flow I am still practicing that. And I, we all are, Casey. I think about it every (laughs) single day. Like, you know, I, I, I joke with myself because sometimes I'm like, I'm working too hard at the work life balance, you know, and I'm so passionate about business without burnout, yet I am right there, hands raised, that it is just like this journey. And I am very focused on it every day. And sometimes I think I'm working too hard. at trying to have ease and flow. And I'm like, okay, wait a second here. (laughs) I'm missing something. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's the more we're in that space, right? We start and we, we will recognize when we get off kelter much more quickly, you know, we'll notice, gosh, my body is, I've got this, you know, again, we've got this twitch in my neck or whatever that might be. Um, Whatever your signal is that says, wait a minute, it's not in balance. What do I need to take care of right now? And the more we practice that, And the more we have, I mean, like our daily, our morning rituals and those sorts of things in place, the more aware we are to all of that. For sure. I mean, absolutely. The lessons are faster when you're focused on it. 100%. I mean, sometimes it feels like a batting cage, right? Right. When you're really (laughs) hyper-focused on, you're like, whoa, there's another lesson. There's another lesson. There's another lesson. So yeah, sometimes I feel like, okay, we can pause here for a moment. Let me take a breath. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with a place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked and be around people that just get you. Well, there is my friend. It's my women developing brilliance, Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe, women who are on the solopreneur journey just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters, your work matters, and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to facebook.com groups slash women developing brilliance and request to join my private women developing brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my women developing brilliance Facebook group where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question and meet other ambitious light workers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance. I'll catch you there.
in regard to the R factor that relates to spirituality and alignment, I'm uh-huh. most curious about that because I was listening to your interview with Tasha Silver and yes. I loved the fact that you brought in astrology and you brought in some really beautiful metaphysical things in that discussion. And my question is, have you always had spirituality as yeah. one of your core values? <laughs> Talk to me about that. Not at all. I'm glad you asked that because when I was, you know, I was in the corporate world. That was as far for me from me as possible. I mean, that I which I imagine. was very linear driven. I was, you know, that was so not a part of me. I think the fact that, you know, I found my way into the work that I do through a very spiritual moment with a horse, right? And when I went to become an equine guided coach, it was a deeply spiritual journey for me because I could go there really easily from the perspective of there was nature, there was the horses, and all of that was really core to me. Nature and horses was a very core value of mine forever, but I think that's really what opened up the door to spirituality for me. And once I started to experience the magic of what could happen when you brought in tension with the horses, when you brought in this, this whole new dimension of being able to connect into your inner wisdom with nature, with horses, I started, I mean, I just became aware of so, so much more. And and it was it was interesting as I started to step into this realm of spirituality, I had to really learn to trust it and believe it and really be able to re- realize that it was guiding me if I would just only pay attention to it, right? As, as soon as I started mm-hmm. to, you know, open up to it, it's like the universe was like, oh my God, she's listening. We're all in behind you right now. <laughs> And the right people, the right opportunities, all the right ideas would start dropping in on me. And then, so I really had to learn that. And it's a, it's a huge part of my work with my clients is, is being able to help them build a spiritual, I want to say a spiritual driven business that is really, you know, it's like I, my mastermind group is called the Soulful Inspired Business Mastermind. So I've really gotten to the point where I've got the, I've, I know how to do the linear strategic thing really well. And we have to be able to go there in our businesses, right? I mean, I think it's a core part of what we have to do in our business. But the magic is all really in the other side of it, the soulful side. When we can get into that inner wisdom and listen to that, our businesses can really open up and they can just expand so fast because we're tapping into what the universe wants us to hear. Yeah. And it's the universe is waiting for us to listen and to tune in. And if we can bring that component into, you know, of being able to listen, whether it's through astrology, like Tosha brought in, whether it's through guides, I mean, there's all different ways that we can get our wisdom and everybody's is going to be different and unique. And I've never, you know, everybody's is right for them. So yeah, absolutely. that. I love that you mentioned trust and um, listening to that Mm -hmm. intuition because we all have that voice inside of us. And so I'm wondering what other quality or what other, when you were dampering down Cruella's voice, when she was possibly saying to you, there's safety and framework and structures and step-by-step guides and blueprint, which is all that masculine linear side where there uh is safety and boundaries to that. And then something inside of you, possibly it sounds, you know, like it was saying, yeah, but there's 
so much more and listen to me. So when you were at that fork in the road, because I think there's a lot of listeners that can relate to this, where they have so many credentials and they're so wise in their career lane, but now more than ever, there is that interest in self-care and holistic modalities and spirituality and trying to integrate them more. So their nine to five black and white life isn't so segmented. It can actually be this integrated life of color. And we give our permission, like permission to ourselves that life can be in color. We don't have to have two sides of the coin. So what, what was it for you? Because I think it would be so helpful for the listeners to be like, oh, okay, she did it. I can do it. Yeah. You know, I think it was a whole series of things. When I wrote my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose. So that was my journey that kind of took me from the corporate world into starting my own business. So there was a lot that I really learned, you know, in those first few years. I mean, it was, I was constantly learning something that I opened up to it and, you know, it showed up for me. Right. And so there was this dance of that, that was happening, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you about, probably about five years into my business, I knew I was in the space and ready to rebrand my business. And I wasn't sure what my business wanted to be. I was feeling, you know, I could go this way or I could go that way. And I was really pausing to say, okay, what does my business want to be right now? What is it that I want to be known for? And I really, I mean, I started playing with ritual. I was using the eclipse. I was, Hmm. you know, playing with my horses. I was doing, you know, I was journaling every day, asking those sorts of questions. And one, one day I was journaling and I'm like, what is it that I want to be known for? And what came back to me very, very clearly was there was going to be a spiritual realm to my, what I was known for. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) Wow. Cool. What? Yeah. And I'm like, and I called my best friend and I told her, I'm like, Oh my God, you won't believe what this, what just came up for me. And it was like so clear and it was so true. And I was like, I don't know what to even do with this, but I'm curious about it. Right. So mm-hmm. I started playing with that. And as soon as I started to play with it again, there's that expansiveness and it's what really my business just like, it grew like crazy from that point. And so learning to listen to these little moments, I mean, it can be such the smallest little thing. If you're just something that you're journaling, it can be, you know, it could be what animals showing up for you all the time. And you're being curious about that animal. You know, like one of my favorite brand questions when I'm helping my clients figure out, you know, really build on their brand is if your brand could be an animal, was an animal, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And just being curious and letting whatever that first response is come up and then playing with that, right? So learning to just trust these That's little fun. messages that can come to us in big, bold ways. I mean, it might just like really knock us alongside the head with like, whoa, that was a huge thing. Or it might be the smallest little things that help us see, you know, see this whole new realm. It's a beautiful combination that you just kind of talked about as far as trust, curiosity, and listening listening to our own inner voice. What a beautiful, powerful combination. And I love that you focus on branding. Two things on that. One, the horse metaphor just continues to come up in my mind during this conversation. And I just feel like it's so indicative of you because it's such a powerful being, but when you look in its eyes, it's so gentle and wise. So mm-hmm. such a good totem for you, Cami. first off. And also 
the branding part where you talk about branding for your ideal client's desires over their fears and problems, that's really unique actually, because for anyone that dives into copywriting and copy that converts, we're really taught to almost paint the highway to hell if they don't hire us, you know, and sometimes it doesn't have to be that dramatic, but it's definitely like illuminate the gloominess so you can be the bridge to the shining rainbow of where they want to go. Talk to me a little bit about your style. I'm so glad you asked me that because I'm really, this is, I'm on a soap stand on this and you're so right. It's everywhere. And I totally went down that pathway myself. So just to kind of give you an idea, my business was on a trajectory going up, right? And I started seeing all of these very, very shiny stars of, you know, this is the formula to follow. This is how you should message, you know, pain, 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 just exactly what you just described. Right. Yeah. And so here's my business is growing. And I said, oh, I'm going to follow this because that's really what's going to take my business to this next level. And what happened was my business leveled out. Mm. And in the very end, because I'm still, I'm just there, I'm in this point where I'm pushing, 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 right? And I'm like, I'm grasping at things and it, it wasn't working. And my business actually dropped in that, that year. And I was like, okay, something has got to shift. And that was when I did the rebranding. So that, that was when I said, okay, pull back out of this. I've got to re- I've really got to figure this out. So what I was doing was I was following all of these formulas. I was following the practice of, of, of pain. And it was really inherently not who I am. I mean, my work is based on uplifting people and helping them see the possibilities. And my work is based on, you know, really helping people stretch into new spaces because they're going to make a big impact with their work. Not because, and I didn't want somebody to hire me because they were fearful of what was going on. In fact, I had never hired a coach in my life because I was fearful. I had hired a coach because they were painting a picture of what could be for me. Yeah. So that was, I was like, I knew I was off on that. So when I pulled back in that year and rebranded, I went back to writing from my heart, writing from, you know, how, what was it that my clients, so first of all, who I am at my very essence and building that brand from the inside out, but then starting to speak my client's love language. And that meant, yes, we have to know and understand the pains and the challenges our clients are up against. We have to understand that. We have to understand the emotions associated with that. And so I take my clients through an exercise, do a three column spreadsheet. First one is the pains that keep them awake at night. Second one is what's the emotions associated with that. But the magic is in that third column. When we start talking about what is it that they really desire? What sparks them up? What are they looking for, you know, in their future of their life? Because it's a whole different level. Talk about our factor, right? The energy associated with that, what they're desiring versus the energy of what's the pains that, I mean, it's, there's massive contrast. Yeah. And so if you can build your, if you do this well, and you can, you can do it in ways where you actually go out and survey your clients, you can, you know, you can just track all the sales conversations you have, or your client conversations that you're having. If you start tracking the information in this document, this becomes golden for you when you're writing any marketing copy and you use that third column of desires And you might use like a single question over here off of the pain. Yeah. But then you put it all over here into the, you put your, your effort into what it is a desire. That's awesome. 
Yeah. And that's awesome. And I think interestingly enough, and, and let me know if you agree with this, when you think of different pools of people, like you have people that are being pulled towards something which they want to do, more proactive people, and you have people pulling away from or going away from to avoid something, like to avoid maybe working for the man or avoid whatever the fill in the blank is. Yeah. Do you find that when you did your rebrand and you shifted, you shifted from that pain column to the possibility column, did you attract better clients, more proactive clients that are positive? Totally. And it's so funny because I don't know that I've ever thought of it that from that perspective. I just I just wrapped up a three-week, it's called Own Your Genius for Impact series. And I was showcasing mm-hmm. three of my clients twice a week. So I had 18 people come through this, nice. um, this series. And the interviews were just they were fantastic because what the, they are like, they are change makers. They have, they are out to make a difference and they are positive. I mean, I had so much fun with this series. So they were, you know, they were women from my mastermind group and the impact that each one of them is making and, and how they're showing up in the world in this time. Right. And, and this time, which could be a really scary time. And then there's times that, you know, we have to take care of our own emotions right now. We have to take care of our families right now. But in the same time, knowing that our gifts are meant to make a difference right now, and that was really what I wanted to showcase was how each one of them was stepping up in their unique ways to go make an impact with their communities right now. So they were taking this very dark scenario, but they're really making good with it, right? Gorgeous. And and so I think you're absolutely correct is, is it's, I have such beautiful women in my communities that that are just out to make an impact out to make a difference and they are really seeing things from a not from a salesy pitchy kind of way at all right now because i think right now is the wrong time to be you know out there being pitchy to people yeah. show up and be enough service right now and you're you're going to build that no love and trust factor in a way that people will always remember if you're showing up and really giving of your gifts right now I love that. I don't want this interview to end. I'm having so much fun. You are a delight for real, Cammie. It's it's such a joy. Um, you've shared so many beautiful tips. How can people get hold of you? So my website is cammiegelner.com, but the place where it's really active is my Extraordinary Women Connect Facebook group. Okay, um, awesome. I'll make yeah, sure so- to put the link in the show notes for sure. Uh, it sounds like you're showing up there and people can connect and kind of get with your tribe and, and if it sounds awesome and they're like, you know what, I do have a voice and it would be awesome to be in a supportive environment of other like minds. It sounds like the place to be. Absolutely. I love it so much. I really appreciate it, Casey. Yeah. I love it. If you wanted to close out with one bright light gem of wisdom, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, what I would say is right now, I believe our earth really needs us, right? I believe that this is a time in this space for all of us to really step up in our gifts to, to show up. I believe that women's voices, women's wisdom is the medicine our earth needs right now. Mm-hmm. And so find what your gift is. Know how you're meant to make a difference with that gift. And then really give a freely of it right now. Step into it because that's what's going to heal our earth right now. Beautiful, my friend. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Casey. Really yes. appreciated being here. You too. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And 
I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.